Come on. Hello, dear listener. Before we get into today's show, quick ask. If you find value in today's show or you've gotten value out of a previous show, please leave us a quick five-star review. Be super grateful. Thanks a lot. Welcome to Money Savage, a savage approach to personal finance. This is George Grumbacher, and the time is right. Welcome to today's guest, strong and powerful Todd Miller. Todd, are you ready to do this? Hey, George. I am so excited to be here. Excellent. Well, I'm excited to have you on. Todd is an American-born entertainment executive who held senior positions and was CEO of a pan-Asian broadcaster who decided to leave it all behind and retire at age 53 to live on a beach in Thailand. And he's the author of the new book, Enrich. Excited to have you on. Todd, tell us a little bit about your personal life, some more about your work, and why you do what you do. Sure. So I am an American who spent the majority of my life in Asia. After I graduated from college, I wanted to do something radically different, and uh, this became my life. And so after spending about a quarter century in the entertainment business, um, I've now retreated to uh, one of the most beautiful beaches on the planet in Thailand, and that's where I call home. Um, But from a professional level, my background is entertainment, um, and I've spent the majority of my time uh, working with a major Hollywood studio. And it was a colorful profession. Um, I, I, I enjoyed many aspects of working for a studio, but having a very successful career wasn't enough for me. And I also uh, became obsessed about 20 years ago with work-life issues. And so for the past couple decades, I've been extensively researching and experimenting with issues on uh, work, money, and life, and how they all intersect with each other. And what I've discovered along the way is many professionals wrestle with these same issues. And so that's why I've written this book, Enrich, which helps professionals thread issues of money career and life Um, and particularly at this time when everyone is rethinking the fundamentals um, I'm finding that this message to enrich is resonating very widely yeah it it is uh, it is to a degree crazy timing right it's crazy timing so you've um where where were you born, Todd? So I was born in Knoxville, Tennessee. Okay. Um, I do not have a southern accent. <laughs> um, I I went to graduate school in New York City. Um, I've not lived in America since I got my MBA uh, 25 years ago. Um, you know, I identify as American. I've uh, but the United States now is to me, it's a familiar but foreign place. You know, and one of the great things about living abroad, especially for as long as I have, is just the worldview is so expanded. Um, And, you know, it's part of that expanded worldview 
that I've tried to bring with Enrich. And so I certainly have an American point of view about certain things, but I interviewed professionals and I conducted research all around the world. And it's, and it's trying to give professionals, um, you know, I guess some of the benefit of that worldview that I hopefully uh, feel that this enriches the book. Yeah. Um, but these issues of work-life balance, these are universal issues. And certainly Americans struggle with these issues, but so do the French, so do the Japanese, um, and pretty much professionals in every country around the world. So it's not just us in, in over here in the U.S. I, I I don't know that I'm glad to hear that or or, or sad to hear that. It it, it just kind of is. Um, how, it just kind of is. It's 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 a uh, it's hard for for some people to to move out of their hometowns, let alone to to move to a different country and then to to to, to live there. Can can you tell me a little bit about about growing up, your brothers and sisters, what uh, your folks did? Because I'm sure people are going to be interested in that. Sure. So, uh, very typical American family. Um, you know, two kids, a dog. My father was a publisher of newspapers. We lived in various places around the country, from California to Maine, but the majority of my time was in the southeastern United States, um, mostly in Kentucky and Tennessee. Um, but I think that part of that mobility during my youth made it for me quite a natural progression for me to continue to be mobile mm-hmm. after I graduated from college. And so I certainly see some reflections in my adult life of how I was raised. Yeah, yeah, that certainly but, makes sense. But I, you know, there was no prior Asian connection or experience in my family. And so let's just say within the whole Miller clan, I'm the odd guy out. <laughs> um, <laughs> so what was it that, that, that motivated you to start exploring these, these work-life issues? So I, early in my career at the Hollywood studio, I had a couple experiences that just shook me to the bone. Um, one is I was tasked with doing a very strategically important deal for the studio. Um, all eyes at the studio were upon me. Um, I pushed and negotiated very hard. Uh, um, to get the best possible terms on this deal, and I pushed too hard. And so I received a message at 6 p.m. on a Friday that said, thanks for your efforts, but there is no deal. And this was the time before everyone kept a phone in their pocket, and I tried to reach my counterparty on the other side of the negotiation, but uh, he was gone for the weekend. And so I had to stew in this anxiety, you know, uh, and anxiety doesn't quite capture the severity of what I was going through. And to me, it was a foregone conclusion that I would lose my job. Um, It was the shame of spectacularly blowing a deal that most upset me. And uh, that, 
that particular weekend was one of the worst in my life. And so 60 hours later, Monday morning came around and I managed to salvage the, the deal. But at that point, I realized that as I advanced my career, the deals are only going to get bigger and the stakes higher. And if I fall to pieces over one deal, then there's no way I'm going to have a reasonable and rational life. And I needed to come up with a system to maintain balance when things fall apart at work and, and surely as they will. And so that was one of a couple experiences um, in my 20s that led to this obsession with work life and how to integrate both of them. Got it. Yeah, I think that we've all been in that position where you get a message of some kind and it just makes your whole body kind of a whole body shock and anxiety and and stress and everything else. So I think we can certainly identify with that. And so you said about trying to create a system or trying to understand it. Um, Do you the the, 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 the the term work life balance does that suggest equal parts to you does it it's it's it's, it's individual absolutely in fact I hate that word and that's <laughs> and and I only use that word because that's how commonly mm-hmm. people relate to this this notion of uh, rationalizing the two parts of our lives But the thing about balance is that it's ephemeral, it's delicate, it's hard to achieve, and even if you achieve balance, that is temporary. And so the way that I think about balance is through the concept of integration. And what that means is having all the parts of your life that are important to you fit together into a cohesive and a complementary whole. And if you think about work-life integration in those terms, rather than trying to perfect and maintain a delicate balance, I think it's a much more sustainable approach and it's also a much more achievable approach to trying to rationalize work and life. And so that's how I like to think about it. Yeah. Amen. Sustainable and achievable versus I I, I was thinking about, you know, trying to really put two different weights or small little heavy balls on uh, two sides of a scale and get it just exactly right. And, and, and to your point, that's extremely difficult and, and temporary. Um, so As, as you're going through this process of having just internal thinking about it, you're, 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 you're researching, and then you actually take the step to go and, and talk to different folks from different, um, different cultures, people are, are, are certainly out there trying to do this, but do you find that, that, that a lot of people aren't? And why is that? Well, I think, so... As much back then as I focused on work-life issues, I failed to focus on a very important point, and that is financial security. In fact, 
back then, financial security never even crossed my mind because I was a high-flying executive. I loved my job. My company loved me. And I never even considered a scenario that I wouldn't either be with the company or want to be with the company. But companies change and people evolve. And a decade after that, I found that I was handicapped by my financial insecurity. And I was miserable at my job. And I didn't have the guts to walk away from a fat paycheck. And so that created another life crisis. And so what I realized is that when we're trying to focus on these work-life issues, that sometimes we single out the work-life part, the qualitative parts, but we ignore the financial. And you can't. These are integrated issues. And I realized that financial security is foundational. And once you accelerate financial security, then that creates optionality to live and work on your own terms. And so please don't get me wrong, George. I'm not suggesting that the end goal is financial security. That's just the starting point. But it's much easier and you can and you can adopt these work life practices that really enrich much more easily when you're backed with the confidence of having financial security. And so with this book Enrich, one of the key messages for any professional is don't just focus on work and life, um, but also focus in parallel on accelerating financial security. And if you manage to do all that, and admittedly, it's a handful, but we only have one life. And so, you know, it's worth the extra effort. But when you can do all that, then it can be highly rewarding. And that was certainly my career process and my thought process as the more deeply I got into these issues and I guess after I realized uh, and made an effort to accelerate my financial security, I realized that what I want out of life is so much bigger than just climbing the ladder. And to me, that was a huge insight because I was preconditioned to climb the ladder. And, uh, and so I... So I think it was rather um, – it was such a liberating experience to be able to indulge all the things that enrich my life, very little of which have to do with actual career. There's a lot of really important stuff in that. So it's – is it like the chicken and the egg? Because you need to figure out what the work-life – integration looks like you need to address the financial security piece but you also need to have do the work and have the conversation about what you really want out of life and then figure all that out yeah so 
you know, I think the reason and this goes back to your question a few minutes ago that a lot of people research these issues and they get tripped up. And um, and your question essentially is, why could I figure it out when others find it difficult? Mm-hmm. And I think and and so the answer really is that it's the financial piece, but it's also recognizing, particularly for professionals, that all of these issues They're complex, they are interconnected, and that one needs a holistic approach for all of these things. And uh, rather than trying to isolate and just focus on happiness or just focus on career success, it's all the above. And when you embrace all the above, the starting point is first to understand what's most important, and that requires a lot of self-awareness. But once you understand what relatively is most important, it makes it much easier to then make decisions and choices that support those priorities. Um, And then the the other piece of this beyond just understanding priorities is to uh, to think longer term about your life and all the and all the constituent parts of your life and so the tool that I like to use is this notion of a life plan and I first started that when I was in my mid-20s again this is all the same era with the Hollywood studio my life was going great my career was going great, um, but I felt directionless. Um, I felt that I didn't have any uh, intention with how I was spending my time. And so literally on the floor of the Dubai airport in the middle of the night, I got a piece of paper and a pen, and I sketched out what I want to accomplish in 10 years. And I considered professional accomplishments, financial, personal, um, and I really thought long and hard about what's most important. And I found that that was such a valuable exercise. And bit by bit, I became much more intentional about working toward and, and making choices that support those longer term aspirations. And so I think it's not just doing the research to understand these issues, but it's having a system and it's having the tools to be able to put everything into a proper order so that people can focus on what truly is going to move the needle and, and what matters most. And that's the essence of it. And what matters most to you, George, may matter less or more to someone else. And so these are uniquely personal decisions, but it's important to invest in the self-awareness and to, uh, to do the planning, to be able to filter out all the noise that occupies much of our day and much of the airwaves and to really, really focus 
on the things that are most important, the things that are um, going to enrich our lives professionally, personally, and financially. Well said. I love it. Well, Todd, Savage Nation is ready for your difference-making tip. What do you have for them? So I think that if the listeners here of Savage Nation, if they get one thing out of this discussion, it's of the necessity of living intentionally and to be deliberate about how you invest your time. I mean, the reality this year is our lives, our lifestyles, our livelihoods have all turned upside down in this pandemic. And when the morning commute involves moving from the couch to the kitchen table, it's really easy to just surrender. And I get that. But I think to really enrich your life, it's important to live the day and to start the day with intentionality. And so before that commute from couch to table, ask yourself, what will make this day a good day? Think about how you're going to feel as you roll into bed tonight. And when you think back on the day, what would make this an exceptional day? And consider that question not only professionally, but also personally. What you want to get out of the day? And then, with intentionality, get on with it and go for it. And if you apply that, that notion of living intention, intentionally um, to each day, to each month, to each year, then you will begin to realize that what's most important and the things that really ignite you, that they'll begin to come alive. And that's the way to try to take control in a situation and in a climate where it's very easy to feel that things are out of control. Like that is great stuff. That definitely gets a come on. Come on. Todd, thank you so much for coming on and sharing your story. Where can Savage Nation learn more about you and where can they get a copy of the book? So they can buy the book on Amazon and other retailers um, and they can find more about me as well as the Enrich Philosophy at enrich101.com. Perfect. Well, Savage Nation, if you enjoyed this as much as I did, show Todd your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas, go to enrich101.com to learn more about Todd and everything that he's been talking about today. You can actually pick up a copy of Enrich um, wherever you buy your books, certainly Amazon. So thank you again, Todd. George, it was a real pleasure. Thank you so much. And until next time, keep fighting the good fight. We are all in this together. Spending too much time on social? Is your daily screen time over two hours? Are you a little bit overweight? Not saving enough money? Any or all of these are familiar. Strive could be for you. The Strive two-week online boot camp will help you to detox your mind, body, and money, getting you on your way to a happier, healthier, wealthier, and more confident life. Go to strivedetox.com 
S-T-R-I-V-E-D-E-T-O-X.com and get your mind, body, and money right.